The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Army, what is going on? This is Colts fans in Bills land. We are your hosts. My name is Matt Johnson, and alongside with me every single week, my uh, my fellow survivor in in Bills land. I got my man Brandon Rogers with me. Brandon, happy uh, happy. Well, when this episode drops, it'll be Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. What's going on? Happy Tuesday, man. I uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a non-eventful week so far. Uh, how are you feeling in Bill's land right now? Oh man, I'm confident. Uh, you know, for his every, <laughs> for all the bad stuff we've been saying about Carson Wentz the last couple months about how we don't want him. Um, I, you know, I got my, my stimmy in this last week and you know, <laughs> when you, when you get extra money, you tend to spend it on, on things that maybe really stupid stuff. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely say that. So uh, as soon as I got that, I was like, and I found out Carson Wentz's number. I went and uh, I went and bought a Carson Wentz jersey. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, either it goes next to my Eric Ebron jersey, you know, in a closet somewhere, uh, or it's really good. And I made a smart investment. You know, uh, it is what it is. I like, but I mean, I know people are going to be buying Carson Wentz jerseys. I know they will be, but. Yeah, I have I mean, the, totally I, a lot. Totally, I'm sure. Uh, you know, if, if it doesn't turn out good, then it, it is what it is. You know, I have a thing for buying jerseys that don't pan out good. It's just it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? I got a Ryan Fitzpatrick Jets jersey. I got a Jay Cutler Dolphins jersey. Um, I'm actually considering when they when I found out when I find out what Mr. Trubisky's number is for the Bills, I'm gonna buy that <laughs> because it's not Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. we're actively rooting for Trubisky, right? Like that's oh, what we're rooting for now, Trubisky. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the guy's really good, man. Second overall pick or whatever in 2017, or uh, heck, Josh Allen never won a Nickelodeon MVP award. So, nope. I mean, nope, he hasn't. Nope, coward. So, <laughs> you know, Josh Allen and the Bills never won the NFC North. So get out of here, scrubs. Yep. Uh, <laughs> think about that. Trubisky, all right? I mean, I think we have a quarterback controversy in our hands in Buffalo. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I, I mean, know what Josh that number Allen's is. on the final year of his contract, uh, you know, maybe they just think, hey, we need we need Trubisky to push this kid. You know, maybe finally have him realize some of that potential they've been talking about. He's never played great, Josh Allen. Who's he ever beat? Yeah. Scrub. Yeah. Bastard. Um... <laughs> Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week. So the, the Wentz jersey is on its way. I'm gonna fanboy for it, but um, yeah, since last week we've had a, uh, it's still been quiet. 
on the Chris Ballard front. Mostly quiet uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. We did have some surprise things happen, though, which is really, really cool. Uh, let's start off with the earliest news uh, since we since we got off air, since we posted our episode. Chris Ballard found a way to get Marlon Mack back. One year. Biggest shocker two, of two all time dollars. for me. Absolutely. We, I mean, Nuts. we talked. Nobody, yep. nobody expected them to get Marlon Mack back. We knew he was coming off of that ACL injury. Uh, and Chris Ballard Achilles. said, uh, yeah, yeah, it, you know, Chris Ballard said in his, uh, um, you know, press conference way back when, you know, in what February that Marlon Mack deserves to get paid somewhere, you know, but it, he doesn't think it would be Indianapolis. And then we find out this, that Mack, you know, that finds a, a extension for two million dollars. We know what Mac can be. That's the big thing. Two million dollars for a, in my opinion, a very, a very serviceable running back. We'll see what he's like uh, post this injury, but uh, $2 million for a, a potential, you know, a, a really good running back. I'm delighted. I'm absolutely floored right now that we got that done. Best running back room in the, in the NFL by a country mile. I mean, if he can come back and just give me 90% of what he was, you know, he'd, he'd be challenging Taylor for the, for the starting job. Now we all know, you know, JT it's, it's his backfield. Now he's yeah. the man. Uh, I think even Frank Wright came out and said that, you know, this is Taylor's team. He's the the lead horse, but it's, you know, what a, what a great thing it is to have, you know, Hines, uh, Mac and, and Wilkins back there to help him on out. Just a, just a, a dynamic one, two, three, four punch. Nobody in the NFL can talk like that besides us. No. And I, I'm ecstatic. I think it's going to help out Carson huge. They'll be able to have, you know, four great running backs behind them. For sure. You know, I, I think this speaks a lot to like as genius as it is that Chris Ballard pulled off this extension. Uh, I think it's a big testament to, I think Marlon Mack as a human being. Uh, I, I don't, think, I, I don't know if he's getting enough, enough credit uh, for kind of, you know, for, for doing this. He said, he, I mean, when they drafted Jonathan Taylor, he's like, all right, let's go win a championship, you know? Uh, and, he, and he was a guy, he's like, man, I want to get paid. You know, I want to get paid and he comes back because he has a, a bit of a, you know, he has a bit of obviously familiarity with the Colts offense. And, you know, he spent his entire rehab with the Colts, helping Jonathan Taylor, helping these guys out self, just absolutely selfish, selfless, excuse yeah. me. And, and you don't get that out of a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of NFL. You don't get that out of a whole lot of NFL players, especially a young one at that where Max, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but He's on the young side enough where, you know, he could probably be like, Nas, why am I, why am I in other professions? Why, why am I helping this guy take my job? He doesn't care. He's, he's just happy to be a part of the team and he wants to win. And it, that's the, like, I have so, so much more respect for Marlon Mack. You know, uh, I, I may, I, I'm probably going to even try and find a Mack jersey. I, I, I'd be okay with it. I would be perfectly okay As with going to find a Mack should. jersey. Yeah. As you should. I think, uh, you know, he, he was blessed with having Frank Gore as his mentor. Yes. You know, when Frank Gore was, you know, on his last couple of years as a Colt, um, you know, he, he kind of helped bring Mac in and you could tell, you know, that character rubbed off. I, Mac was probably a great guy before this, you know, that's why Ballard drafted him. They're, they're really big with character, but uh, you know, just having a, a mentor like, like Frank Gore show you the way, show you the ropes uh, for him to kind of sit here and do the same thing with Taylor, you know, while he's rehabbing, you know, he tore his Achilles. I've torn my Achilles. 
that it's gruesome. The injury sucks. I still feel it to this day. Like it's probably one of the worst injuries you could ever, ever, ever have. And yet, you know, he's in the rehab and he could have gone home, uh, you know, to, to, to where he lives and, you know, did it with his personal trainers, his doctors, and, you know, did his own thing. He decided to stay in Indy rehab there, help the running back room while he's rehabbing. I mean, can you imagine going to work with the guy that's supposed to be taking your job while you're sitting here trying to rehab and get better to, to, to you know, try and land another job next year. Uh, but all he does is care about the horseshoe. And it shows in this deal, you know, he probably could have maybe signed somewhere for, for longer term. I mean, one year for $2 million is the veteran, veteran minimum. Like that's the bare minimum salary that he can get. And he's doing that because he believes in our, in our franchise. And, you know, I think he believes in Jonathan Taylor and I just hats off to Marlon Mack. I would. Love for the team. Cause that's what he, it's, it's the love for the team. And it's just, it's great to see. I'm, Hey, you know, brand him Colt for life. Give him as many sons as he needs. If he just wants to sit and be a, you know, a running backs coach, you know, five, six years from now when he wants to retire, just keep him in the building and whatever he wants to do, Mac, do it. You, you've earned everyone's respect. Thank you. Yeah, no one, 100%. I'm very proud to have uh very proud to have him. That, that goes to speak about what, you know, uh, what, what this, this, this Colts team is. Uh, so yeah, so that was that was a, that was the first I think big thing to happen. I, I mean, obviously after the Carson Wentz trade finally went through on Wednesday, uh, the Mac signing was 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 a big big deal. It took a lot of people by surprise. Um, so next up we had uh, we had this, they signed a defensive end, a uh, guy who's kind of bounced around a little bit. He was on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, most recently, we signed uh, Isaac Rochelle to a, I think it's a yeah right. <laughs> uh, he's got sweet hair. He's got a big smile, um, so I'll give him that. So do I. Is that big smile, wanna, sweet hair? You want to go play defense? Can I play event? defensive end for the Colts, please? Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> over just just so you have a you know we really have no idea. He was a uh, he was a pick two twenty five. Uh, in round seven of the 2017 draft by the Chargers. Uh, over his four-year career so far, he has 74 total tackles, nine and a half sacks, one interception, and three pass deflections. Uh, you you have something you want to say about Mr. Isaac Rochelle? Uh, this was not one There's of those. a lot I could say. When, I, when we were out in on the market for free agent, you now defensive ends, or we needed to fill that position, um, Isaac Rochelle was not at the top of my list. You uh, telling me you didn't have Isaac Rochelle circled, highlighted, said this is our guy right here. Get get him. Chris Ballard. Get him. Do it. At all costs. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Rochelle, no matter what. <laughs> um, I mean, from all that I've read, you know, high character guy. Everyone in the locker room loves him. Uh, he came out of Notre Dame, super polished. Uh, he was a captain there, I believe. Um He's just, he's a typical Ballard signing. No one's heard of this guy. Really high character. His teammates love him. He loves football. He goes out there and plays hard. Uh, I mean, the same thing happened a couple years ago with Danico Autry. No one knew who Danico Autry was. You know, he had limited snaps when he was a Raider. 
you know, this, all right, who's this guy? Why is he, and he, he played meaningful snaps for us. He, he did great. He, he was, he, he, you know, he contributed and he went and made a lot of money off of, you know, his three years here or two years here, however long it was. I think it was three. Um, so hopefully Isaac Rochelle does the same thing, but man, reading like all the settings and then, oh, Colts fine sign a pass rusher. Oh, who is it? Isaac Rochelle. I think I went to tech school with Isaac Rochelle. The dude sat behind me and borrowed a couple of pencils from, from me in high school. Uh, I, I don't know. He's, he's big, sure, nine and a half sacks, and I think like, you know, three, uh, 300 snaps. Uh, I don't know. It's just Ngakwe was out there. Carl Lawson was out there. We had, I mean, heck, even freaking uh, Jadavion Clowney is still out there. Yet, we signed Isaac Rochelle. Isaac Rochelle. Isaac yep. Rochelle. Yeah. I know. I know. And, I mean, there's still a couple pass rushers out there, the defensive ends that are out there. But, um, you know, for a team that Justin has – Justin Houston I, has I, no job. I, I think but, yeah, you know, hey, we're going to go get Isaac Rochelle. I, I actually think that's Isaac what's going to end up happening. I think that's going to that's gonna end up what's happening is that – Justin Houston is going to get an extension and maybe even on a cheaper deal uh, like kind of Ballard's been doing the last couple, you know, all, all this last week because, uh, you know, nobody's screaming for Justin Houston. He's got familiarity with the defense, with Eber Flus, with, uh, you know, he's got chemistry with the team. And I think that's going to end up with be what's happening. But, you know, for, for the team that has the second or third most salary cap space in the National Football League, uh, you know, we talked a little about this last week. Maybe I was a little, you know, eccentric as far as, you know, my confusion with Chris Ballard. But, um, you know, at least one splash signing would have been. We did. Know. We had one. Isaac Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I tried, no. I tried so hard not to laugh. No, and it's like, I feel like he's going to leave up a lot to the drafts. You know, a lot of people are saying that he's leaving you know, a lot of salary cap because the maniac, because Braden Smith, because Quentin Nelson are all due for extensions. And that's perfectly understandable, but, um, but at least something, at, at least something would have been, would have been significant. The, the next big well, we signing got Rhodes oh, back, man. Yeah. The, we got Rhodes. We got uh, Xavier Rhodes. That was a big sign. I like that one a lot. Not as much as I like, you know, Isaac Rose, uh, Rochelle, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> we got a, honestly, we got a good deal on him. We got, I think we got, a, we got a good deal on Xavier Rhodes, too, which is surprising. This is another re-signing that we wanted. We all wanted. We, you and I sat here a couple months ago when the show first started, and we were like, we want Xavier Rhodes back. All right, I think his estimated market value going into this offseason was about nine million a year. Ballard got him for six and a half. That's Woo. amazing. Six and a half. I mean, you know, that's like going out there and getting Isaac Rochelle for near nothing. It's just a steal. It's just a steal. So, you know, I I wanted Rhodes back hard. That was one of the me pounding the table. I said at one point I'd rather have Rhodes back than TY. I still do. I, I mean, looking at our options at wide receiver right now, still want T.Y. back, but I'm so excited to see Xavier Rhodes back. And it sounds like he's excited to be back. And I don't know if we're competing against anybody or, or what, if he decided, hey, I'll, I want to go, go back to Indy. 
I really don't know the, the whole history behind the signing, uh, what may have happened behind closed doors. I'm just glad to see him back in blue and white. Uh, he, he played hard for us last year. We still have a very young DB room. If he didn't come back, I don't know who would be starting at cornerback for us. Maybe Isaac Rochelle would be playing corner two. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I'm just happy we, we have him back. With the lack of pass rush that we're going to have this year, we need a, a great corner and they don't make him better than Xavier Rhodes. So no, no, they do not. And like I said, that leadership thing, right? I think a lot of the guys last year said that Xavier Rhodes came in and was a natural born leader. Uh, the second he came, you know, he, he came in, joined the Indianapolis Colts, helping out the young guys, trying to be better. So I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, that was a nice, pleasant, that was a pleasant surprise. Who, who the heck is, it's not, obviously not like any, the, the NFL reporters or anything, but one of our guys was, one of the Colts uh, alumni was, was dropping the news this past, on Twitter. Oh, Kenny Moore. Was it Kenny Moore? Kenny Moore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's a new Schefter. We call him Kenny Schefter now. <laughs> That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> That and and I'm all here. Hey, I'm all for it. I am all for it. So roads closed back in Indianapolis. Very very excited for that. Other than that, you know, other than those huge those those resign. Well, the two resignings and Isaac Rochelle. Uh, our splash splash right there. Isaac Rochelle splash. splash. Yeah, like like splash like magic carp in Pokemon where it doesn't do anything. Splash like you know <laughs> the water hit my butt after a big dump. But, you know. <laughs> Uh, there is, <laughs> there is a massive, massive online, like social media, uh, what do I call it? Ground swelling, ground swelling, I, I guess, you know, just big, huge, uh, wave <laughs> of positive energy and fervor and fever drumming of support for one man. That we need to bring back home. Yeah. Hashtag bring TY home. It was actually trending nationally. Uh, on it was on the news. It was on, on the yeah. news. Which is crazy. Uh, Colts fans, you know, we, we've had, you know, we, we've said, you know, we've talked about TY Hilton over the last couple. Uh, again, he's, he's been a frequent character that we've talked about. We know what, how much that TY Hilton means to this, you know, this, this Colts organization. And, uh, I think it's incredibly important. It's it's really cool to see. Like, how do you how do you ignore that now? How do you ignore, you know, just about every Colts fan, at least the loudest ones, saying, "Hey, we need to bring T.Y. Hilton back home." Right? We got to sign. You him. ignore that by signing Isaac Rochelle. That's how you you, you ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, we I, I love the ground support. I I, I mean, there was a. There's a Twitter user out there. Great singing the whole song today about bringing T.Y. home and how much we want to have T.Y. back. And he, you know, retweeted it and commented saying, hey, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So he's seeing it. Like, so that has to help, you know, Ballard's leverage maybe. Like, hey, look, these people really want you back. We, we want you back, um, which is great. But where was the support, you know, before – Allen Robinson was off the board before Kenny Galladay got signed before Will. That's you know, a good we, point. We were waiting our, we were flirting out there a little bit, you know, we were, we we're showing some leg and uh, now we, we look across the ballroom and there's T Y and a bunch of uggos standing against that wall. So 
that come on home to you <laughs> yeah please for the love of god there's nobody else out there that's a fantastic point that i did not even think about i think it was right after the kenny galladay signing that when the giants signed kenny galladay it, it excuse me it kind of started to happen and started to blow up a little bit on on uh on twitter that's a great point it's it's a, it's a fantastic point though um that maybe i don't know because he is T.Y. Hilton, I think, is the best name wide receiver left out of on free agency. That's on yep. uh, easily name value. I think from a talent perspective, even still, I know there's a lot of releases still to be had. And, and there are a lot of very talented individuals out there. But you see everybody posting, oh, here are the top free agents still available on the open market. And T.Y. Hilton's name is is constantly being put in those in, in those groupings, along with Richard Sherman and, and some of these other older big time talent guys. So. Um, so I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope it happens. I really do. I, I don't, I still don't feel comfortable just going in with Michael Pittman as wide receiver one, uh, you know, for this year, I, I, I still think T Y Hilton still has a little bit to offer this team. I really, truly do. Uh, you know, whether it's, it's grooming some young guys or, or, or whatnot, I, I think he's, uh, we, we need that. We need that because we've lost a lot of leaders, I think, in the locker room in the last couple of years. Uh, they've they've dropped off. You know, we, we talked to, I think, it was last week or two weeks ago, Big Q is just going to be Big Q. He's kind of a reserved guy, a leader by do what I do, not what, you know, he leads by example. But Follow my lead, exactly. Yeah. Right. But a, a lot of the other guys, you need those vocal locker room leaders. And the Colts, I think, outside of the Maniac, really, really do not have one. Uh, they really don't have one. So, uh, I, I would be very happy to see kind of T.Y. Hilton be back, lead this team, and, you know, hopefully if this is his last run with Indianapolis, let's, you know, hopefully something good comes out of it because I think I'm actually really happy with this roster right now. We've seen the potential coming out of last season where, you know, a lot of young guys, a lot you know, some vets and stuff that were good, but you, you can definitely tell that maybe the lack of preseason, uh, usual preseason kind of, didn't help their odds and but you you could feel that there was something more there was optimism for the team for the for the following year and a lot of the most important pieces have been brought back so i'm uh, i'm delighted for that so yes please bring ty home yeah i mean uh just like you were saying from a leadership perspective losing phil rivers is huge you saw how he kind of glued the the, the offense together when things are getting a little rough and you know help turn the ship around um We've got no one like that on offense now. Carson Wentz is is he's a reclamation project, so he really doesn't have the clout that a Philip Rivers had. Right. Um, yeah, you, you look at that the that wide receiver room; they're all babies. They are all babies. Paris Campbell has yet to play, I think, ten games in a season. You know, being here for for three years now. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, you've got Pascal, who again, a great player, but he doesn't instill that that leadership that a Ty does. Uh, Pittman is it's his second year after missing about seven, five, six, six or seven games last year. Um, so, you know, he's still coming up in the ranks and I think he will take that room over when it's time, but we still need a guy in there. And T Y has been that guy for so long. Yeah. I, I think we need him. We, we, we really do. Um, the leadership, the skills might not be what it was, but you know, he could still get open. He could still, you know, score a couple of touchdowns. That's no problem, but what he can bring to that room just from a leadership standpoint alone is huge. And yeah, man, I, you know, I wasn't the biggest TY fan with bringing him back in, but looking at the other options right now, 
yeah, no, we need you. We need you, T.Y. Yeah. You know, he may not be the wide receiver we want, but he's the one that we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Well said. It's uh, I mean, it is true. It's like, what do you keep going? I mean, obviously, you want to keep going and getting young guys in the draft to re- restock, re- reload, so to speak. But, you know, how many more t- how many more like pieces do we do we absolutely need? Right. How many pieces do we absolutely need that we're going to keep going to the draft and then be like, oh, they haven't hit their peak yet when, when stuff doesn't go right? You know, it, it's uh, it, it's it, it's one of those things. But I think, you know, T.Y. has to absolutely be there. Um, I think we're both we're both in unison with most of Colts, the, the our, our hashtag Colts army uh, out there. So, yeah, I mean, dude, imagine like an injury to a Pittman or a, a Campbell uh, or a Pascal. One of them gets hurt. Two of them gets hurt. Who the hell are we throwing the ball to? We need T.Y. And heck, Calvin, we might even need a draft. Calvin like, Bench, Go get Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> no. no. No, no. We don't need no, any more no, tight ends. No. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey's out there, too. I, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to get him. Like, mark my words. We, we'll probably do T.Y. and Alshon Jeffrey or Sammy Watkins or, oh, Watkins, or somebody. Going we'll, we'll have two wide receivers. Watkins is going to Baltimore, I think. Well, he hasn't signed there yet, but he's 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 there interviewing right now. I think he's going to go to end up in mm. Baltimore. But, but, but yeah, no, you're 100% right. I was actually kind of hoping that we'd, we'd sign to Sean Jackson. I was actually a little, like, deep down a little bit, kind of hoping we'd sign, sign to Sean Jackson. So, you know, that Carson Wentz has a guy that he's familiar with. But, yep. Um, you know, that's obviously that's not happening. He's going to the Rams, but uh, but that's been the week, I guess, the, the been the week in recap with free agency. Uh, this week it is Brandon's turn to kind of give us our uh, end of show kind of mini game game, so to speak. Just just something to kind of get behind. Uh, Brandon, what, what do we got on the slate today, my friend? Well, you know, I played this game before and, you know, I had my reactions and I decided you're. Yeah, I want to see your take on a couple people, and uh, we're going to play the name game. I'm going to throw out some names, some Colts players, uh, some figures around the, the league, and see, you know, Matt's reaction. He'll just give us a quick summary of his initial feelings right away, you know, top of his head. What do you think about blank? All right. I'm so, to start it off, how do you feel about Chris Ballard? Legend. Legend in the making. Unpro- unproven, raw legend in the making, if that makes sense. We gotta win some. We gotta win some meaningful uh, stuff and things. But I, I, I'm very grateful for. Him. I don't want anybody else in place right now than Chris Ballard. Very thankful for him. Perfect, perfect. Well, speaking of legends, what about Darius Leonard? Darius Leonard. Oh man, what a uh, literally the maniac. You could definitely tell there's a difference out there on the on the field when he's not playing. How different this defense operates. I'm so th- again another guy I'm just thankful for. You know, uh, it's been a while since the Colts have had anchor pieces on defense that were like consistently there and not just reshuffled guys. And Darius Leonard was was definitely one of the, the a fantastic hit uh, that that our team made. All right. Well, I'll keep on the defense side of the ball for right now. Uh, Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore. Oh man, I, I, I love Kenny Moore. Obviously, he's a, he's you know he's got a huge following uh, within the within the Colts locker room, and uh, I, I'm just I'm excited to, to to say that hey, Kenny Moore is a Colt. So, 
What about Michael Pittman being a cult? What do you think about Michael Pittman? Oh, love him. I know. I, I'm just, just saying love him to everybody because I am. I'm grateful <laughs> to be a Colts fan. Uh, is He is the future. He is the future. There's no doubt about it. We, I, I'm excited to see him at the, you know, a full healthy season. He's a he's a playmaker who's growing into his own. And I think giving given one or two more years, I think he's ready to be wide receiver one. I'd feel confident in that. Every time I say this name, it hurts just a little bit. Andrew Luck. <sighs> Miss him. Miss him undoubtedly. So, uh, you know, as somebody, uh, but I understood and respected his decision to kind of walk and stay away. It takes, uh, you know, mental health is a, is a serious thing that happens to everybody, but I, I think uh, often like men's mental health gets overlooked a lot. And obviously Andrew Luck was not in the right place at, you know, uh, not in the right place mentally. And I mean, it takes a, a, a big, a big pair to just kind of be two weeks before an NFL season when an entire fan base worships you and loves you. And they, they know that you're going to take them to the promised land and, uh, and say, Hey, I can't do this anymore. I need to retire for my own good. And uh, no, I respect him. I'm glad he's, it sounds like he's enjoying retirement. He has a uh, baby girl, I think. So I'm glad to see that he's doing well. Yeah. Me too, I guess. <laughs> I miss you, Andrew. <laughs> yes, we all do. Um, let's talk about another guy that just retired. Uh, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, formerly my favorite non-Colts quarterback of all time, and and now he's he's honestly one of my. He, it was so nice to have him. Uh, I would I, I still have mixed feelings. Like I I still wanted him around for another year. I did. But if this Carson Wentz thing works out, it'll it'll I think it'll be really good in hindsight. I wish we could have did more. That's that's probably the biggest synopsis of Philip Rivers time in Indianapolis is I wish we could have done more. Wish we could have had a proper offseason. Wish this team wasn't hurting in some areas like, it, you know, uh, like it like it was. I just feel like, uh, you know, it should have been a 14 and two team that very easily could have made the way to the AFC championship. You're 100% right about that. Um, uh, another guy that we all kind of wish would just retire, Tom Brady. What do you feel about good old Tom? I like Tom. I really do. A lot of people just hate him. I, I put stuff out there all the time about Tom Brady, and everybody's like, oh, he's the worst player ever. He's like a, he's like a cheater, and I don't know. It, it, I feel like people don't like successful people, and I, Tom Brady is, you know, to many, the epitome of success and people, it, it drives people nuts, you know, especially living in Buffalo where it's am, Western New York, where it's amplified times 10, because you got to see them twice a year uh, as far as the Bills fans do. But I, I've honestly always admired Tom. I think in the last couple of years, I've really started to appreciate what he's done. You know, being relevant for 20 years is in a, in a sport is very, very hard to do. And he's found a way to do it. So I have endless respect for Tom Brady. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I know. First, the Mitch Trubisky Bills jersey. Now this. I, <laughs> this Ugh. will be the last episode of Colts fans and Bills. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Find yourself we another had a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go from one legendary quarterback to another. You know, he was kind of rumored to be on the Colts radar had he been traded. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about him? Guy's very misunderstood. 
another one who, who people like, I don't know, again, I think success, you know, I, w- I wish for him that he'd have more success, but uh, a lot of people just don't like Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know why. Uh, he's, he's smart. And he keeps to him. He's very, he's a very, very intelligent human being. You don't get asked to guest host Jeopardy. Um, you know, if, unless you're a smart individual, he's also been just wise about just kind of keeping to himself. And a lot of the noise that people make about Aaron Rodgers is all that it's just noise. Uh, you know, I'm uh, another guy that I'm very grateful for. He had a really rough kind of early couple years coming into the league, but, uh, I, I, I think in his case, should he be considered one of the all-time greats? Yes. I think his biggest issue is that his team has not put him in the best, you know, winning positions, whether it's been wide receiver help, whether it's been defense. Uh, there's been very, very few, like, big losses on, you know, for the Green Bay Packers that have been at the at the fault of Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, love you Aaron mean- Rodgers. Drafting a quarterback in the first round last year wasn't a good idea or help for Aaron Rodgers. Not not a good move. Nope. <laughs> not in the slightest. Can you imagine if they I did went- not like? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I didn't like Aaron Rodgers at all. At all. Um, I thought he was snarky. I thought he was like a prick. And then you know he did this thing where he appeared on Pat McAfee's podcast every Tuesday all season long. And got to know him and listened to him talk about football, about his life, and you know just the conversation he had with Pat and the boys. And oh my God, I love him now. He is probably one of my favorite players in the league. He he's so funny, but it's like a dry, sarcastic humor, and he's so sharp and so witty. And he can come off as being like a smug prick, but no, dude, that's just his sense of humor. He's a sarcastic asshole, like we all are, and we yeah. you know like we should revere him for that. He's so intelligent, and he's such a good football player and we need to enjoy this now while it's here yeah because man i don't think we'll see anyone play as high at high of a level as aaron Rodgers is when he's playing at his best maybe yeah. patrick mahomes might rival it maybe possibly you know as weird as it sounds one of my favorite things to see is aaron Rodgers smiling before he throws like a pass that goes like in for a touchdown like they'll do slow motion replay of him like hiking the ball out of the shotgun and he's looking, he's making his reads, and he's like, Oh, Devontae Adams is open. You can see you can see that smile light up in his face. He's just wham <laughs> and hits it. And uh, you know, football is a very intense sport, and to see somebody as cool and collected as as the, you know he has been, it, it's uh it's 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 pretty cool. You always like to see people happy doing what they you know love the most, but uh, and on field that like I said, it's it's hard to just what football player smiles before he does, you know, before, while he's doing something Aaron Rodgers does. I'm very fortunate to, uh, to kind of be watching his era. Well, uh, with this next name, I, I don't think there'll be anyone smiling. <sighs> Ryan Grigson. Ah, <laughs> a frequent, uh, a frequent talking point on this show. Uh, oh God. Ryan Grigson was so ass backwards in his logic as far as how to build the team. Just did not get it. I felt like I, I didn't know. I, I almost put the blame on Jim Ursay a little bit, but way before, like when Gregson was happening, because I just didn't understand football. But it felt like the Colts were try. They thought they were still in the 2000s, where Peyton Manning was just like a one man, not like a one man show, but he was. You know, he could do it all. Right? 
defense, he was still winning games despite a lackluster defense. And I felt like that's the approach that Indianapolis was taking. And, you know, Andrew Luck, as special as he was, he, and led to, you're not going to get very far without some of those key pieces. He waited too long to draft in the trenches because I think he was drafted late when he was in, when he was an offensive lineman. You can't do stuff like that. You got to, and his splash moves were, 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 were garbage. Aside from ruining Andrew Luck's career, his, his career to me will always be lined up with that Trent Richardson trade. Oh, it, it is, you know, it's, it's always going to be connected. You give up that much for a scrub like that. It's, it's, you know, it, you, I could, I was very, I wanted to see him go more than I wanted to see Chuck Pagano go. I can assure you that. I want to see him go to hell. I hate him. We all do. I know. Well, you said you. I mean, a couple episodes ago, you said you you hope your son boinks his daughter and then leaves her. So, uh, yeah. Oh, um, trust me, I'm training him. I'm training him. <laughs> Little stud. Oh, that kid's head. <laughs> Uh, probably my favorite Colts, one of my favorite Colts, especially like off the field. Uh, I think I like him more now than I did when he was like, no, I definitely like him more now than when he was playing Pat McAfee. What do you think about good old Pat? I've heard see, I've heard mixed feeling, uh, mixed things about him as a person. I think as an entertainer, hilarious, Ab- like absolutely hilarious. I think he's very entertaining. I respect what he's done with his brand. He doesn't have any ESPN or Fox sports endorsements. He makes a lot of money just being the Pat McAfee show and showing episodes on YouTube and, and wherever the heck else. Uh, and obviously through his podcasts and whatnot. Now our, uh, you know, our good friend, RIP John Huber, uh, AKA Brody Lee, AKA uh, Luke Harper from, from professional wrestling. He said that he stated that he wasn't very fond of Pat McAfee uh, backstage. And I can kind of understand where, where that would come off. I mean, obviously he's dealing with it with him firsthand uh, when Pat McAfee was kind of breaking in around wrestling. So, um, but so, I mean, obviously I don't know the person Pat McAfee, but as the entertainer, I think he's wonderful. I think he's always had a bit of a swagger about him that, uh, you know, it just, it just screams confidence and, and you got to respect it, especially like in this day and age where, uh, people are certain, especially when people are moving away from those big brands, right? Like, Oh yeah, I don't want to do my show through ESPN. They're going to tell me how I should operate it. I don't want to do my show through Fox sports. They're going to tell me how I should go about it. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to be successful. And, you know, obviously he has the name behind it, but uh, the fact that he, he's found success independently is, is very, very admirable. And uh, I, I, I do got to say, I, I look up to him as far as the, uh, you know, as far as it being a creative personality. For sure. For sure. Good, good talk. Um, well, let's talk about the balls. Uh, Pat McAfee had a hold for it. Let's go. Uh, Adam Vinatieri. What do you think about Adam Vinatieri? Oh, uh, another guy grateful to have, you know, as an Indianapolis Colt. Spent what ten years with New England, uh, four Super Bowls there, two for two for Indianapolis. I hated the way it ended. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. One, it was very quiet. Like a legend, like Adam Vinatieri, is a guy who shouldn't go out as quietly as he did. He just kind of disappeared. He might even still be a free agent. I don't even know if he officially retired or not. No. Um, so, but, but Vinatieri is, 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 you know, legendary, you know, his, his just clutch gene was just gone last, uh, 2019 season. And when we needed him most, he, what at, at watching the games unfold in 2019, where we could have been 
nine and seven, 10 and six. If he had just made field goals, you know, if he had made his, his kicks, right. You know, it, it was, as much as I was like, Oh, I just want to crucify this guy. You got to remember, you know, taking account all the good it's stuff that happened before that. Yeah. And yeah. It, <laughs> it happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens. So, uh, you know, when I went to Indianapolis to watch him warm up, I was watching this dude kick 60 yard field goals, like nothing. It was just, I was, I was amazed. I was like, wow, this dude, dude's doing, like, doing it like nothing. Uh, and it was fun. I, I think I still have a couple of videos on my phone of that, but, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, very grateful to have an Terry. A lot of teams cycle out kickers so frequently and the Colts have been pretty, you know, obviously pretty consistent over the last 20 or so years, whether it's been that, that our drunk idiot kicker, Mike Vanderjack, whether it's Terry, <laughs> uh, and now, you know, had hopefully, uh, Rodrigo. Wait, right. Yeah. Rod- Lincoln. I get, I get, Rodrigo and Rigoberto confused. <laughs> somebody else did on tw- somebody else did on Twitter yesterday. Rigoberto Sanchez posted something, and somebody goes, "Well, you could talk, or would you make a field goal in a playoff game?" And somebody was like, <laughs> "Somebody was like, that's not Rigoberto. That's <laughs> that's the other guy." So, um, so yeah, blanket chef. I'm very excited. I hope I think he's going to be the guy for a long time. And, uh, you know, hopefully his, he, he keeps doing, he, he keeps doing well, very highly touted kicker, but, um, but yeah, Colts have been very good about the kicking position for, for most of the last 20 years. I only got a couple more. Uh, let's go to ownership. Uh, how do you feel about Kim and Terry Pagula owner to the Buffalo bills trash next? No, <laughs> My man. no they, well, they are. I, I don't think they're very good owners. Honestly, you look at the Buffalo Bills and uh, their hockey team, the Buffalo Sabres. I feel like they have less to do with the Buffalo Bills than they do the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, as far as like, I feel like the Bills organization is literally le- just left up to the hands of, of Brandon Bean. And I'll give him credit. Brandon Bean is a fantastic general manager and one who I, I would dare say rivals Chris Ballard as far as greatness. About no, how he's turned no, out. no. I, well, nah, I still no, hold Chris no, Ballard in no, higher regard. No. no. Okay. Uh, I still hold Chris Ballard in higher <laughs> regard. But uh, Brandon Bean has made some fantastic turnaround on this roster. So, um, but it's like they run, we, we watch them run the Sabres into the ground. They've been doing it for like a decade and a half or whatever, decade now. People were excited for Pagulaville and now they're not. Uh, I just I, I don't think they're very good owners at all. And yeah, I hope they get polio. <laughs> polio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll keep it in Bill's land. Uh, you know, they got a really, really talented quarterback. We, we just have to give all the props to. And, you know, I I've trashed him every once in a while, but they do. He's highly skilled. Um, Mitch Trubisky. What do you think about Mitch Trubisky? Love him. I think he should be a bona fide starter. Josh Allen is, is, is booty and Mitch Trubisky with, with these, if, if Mitch Trubisky has to start in a game or put, or be QB one with these weapons, he's going to succeed. Let me tell you. All right. Mitch Trubisky has been such an anomaly because I remember a couple years ago when, when, when him, he led the bears to like a 12 and four record. And they went into the postseason. Trubisky was really good, really, really good. And then some of the injuries started to happen, but he still found a way to win. He doesn't. 
is for as long as he's been, I think, quarterback of the Bears, aside from his rookie season, the Bears have not had a losing record. They went no. to the playoffs twice with a, an offense with offensive pieces that I would have never, ever drafted in fantasy football. <laughs> as much as I like Allen Robinson, I still would not have picked him up in a Chicago Bears uniform uh, for fantasy football. Uh, if if the if need be, I I know that Mitch Trubisky could find success here. He's yeah, I I, I think I like him because he's not Josh. I I really do think I like him now as a Buffalo Bill because he's not Josh Allen, and people you know people just Josh Allen hasn't done anything like really anything yet in the NFL. He really hasn't. And people put him on this such a pedestal. Ooh, Josh Allen looks good in shorts. Oh, Josh, you know, I seen something. I was just like the other a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, and like people are just so desperate to 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 you know to to make the Bills sound better than Kansas City or something. Oh, Josh Allen's girlfriend is greater than like Patrick Mahomes' fiance. It's like you got y'all are so desperate. You just you're Sick. just pathetic. That's gross. It right for no reason for no reason. So. Just yeah, I, I like I, Josh Allen's pretty good. He's just too mainstream for me. He's he's very good. Don't get me wrong, but he's just too mainstream for me. Poor running that, back. <laughs> the, fact, <laughs> the fact that everybody puts him on a pedestal here. I think he's. I do have to acknowledge. I think Josh Allen is a better person than Jim Kelly ever was. Jim Kelly's a trash human being. Um, uh, but but yeah, go Mitch Trubisky. I'm in the I'm in the Mitch Trubisky well, camp. Uh, I was going to ask about, you know, your thoughts on Jim Kelly. So uh, ex- expand. Ex- let's sponge. Keep going. Uh, oh, Jim Kelly. Oh, boy. This man got mad at me one time at a youth football game in Williamsville, New York, because I did not acknowledge him in his existence at a port john All right. I walked away and he just looked at me. I, I could feel him staring a hole in the back of my head. And I looked back and he's just giving me the stank eye. It happened, and I know a lot of other people have had horror stories about Jim Kelly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors there's a, about who Jim Kelly is as a person. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, I don't know for sure, but allegedly used to beat his wife. Allegedly, I'm not a fan of Jim Kelly. He didn't even want to come to Buffalo in the first place. He didn't even want to come here. In the you know, the fans obviously built him up, but he didn't even want to give Buffalo a chance. All right. You didn't even want to give Buffalo a chance. And like I've heard, like I said, I've heard a ton of other horror stories before. I had a friend who used to work at the Sabre store at, at, uh, at, at uh, Key Bank. Well, I think it's Key Bank Center, wherever the Sabres play. And uh, Jim Kelly's credit card got declined because it was expired. And he was like, do you know who I am? He was just yelling at him. He goes, yo, I can't process your credit card because it's it's, it's either declined or whatever, whatever that he said. So there's actually a lot of people who just do not appreciate Jim Kelly. I don't. I heard that former Colts quarterback uh, Jim Harbaugh once punched him in the face because he was being disrespectful to to, to about Harbaugh. I know Harbaugh's a weirdo too, but um, that made me. I, I kind of wanted Jim Harbaugh Colts jersey if I could find one. <laughs> <laughs> but not that I not that I encourage violence, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Jim. Ka- I, I tend not to put athletes or people like celebrities. Not I try not to put him on too high of a pedestal because everybody's flawed, and uh, I think Jim Kelly gets a lot of worship around here. I know he's had a rough life, but uh, I, I just don't think he's a good good person. I've heard him well, treat you, fans very very badly. You know why he was angry at you with the, at the Porter John, right? Why? 
he he went to like he went to that Porter John. He went to another Porter John. He went to Porter John. He went to about four Porter Johns, and all of them were were full. You know, those four Porter Johns he went to, we just couldn't win and and get an empty Porter John. It's <laughs> insane. I don't. <laughs> amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. That was, I I didn't even. <laughs> Great transition, fantastic transition. <laughs> But uh, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. You know, it, yeah, I just, and like I said, I, I've been, I posted my criticism of Jim Kelly. I, I get it that people have had good experiences with him, but I haven't. I know a lot of people who haven't. There's a large contingency of people who just do not like Jim Kelly, the person. So. Well, that was my, uh, my last name. So fuck you, Jim Kelly. <laughs> Eat shit, asshole. Uh, well, he, he's, he's, he's been through a lot in, in all seriousness. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. I totally forgot the whole, oh, dude, you just made me say, oh, Jim Kelly. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. All the stuff I just put you through and you're sitting here battling for your life. Oh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, jerk. I don't wish. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't wish that part on anybody, legit anybody, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, yeah. I mean, it's obviously what he's been through has been very, very humbling, but, um, but yeah, just a lot, just too much bad stuff. Just too, just too much bad stuff. But all right, uh, on that depressing note, let's wrap, <laughs> let's let's wrap this let's wrap this episode up. Brandon, let's get out. Let's get one of your beautiful uh, winging it rants to close off uh, close off this this episode. You know, sometimes I'm wrong. I'm wrong for, for dismissing Jim Kelly and, you know, kind of making him feel bad and kind of pissing on his name after all the, the trials and tribulations he's gone through. Um, I was wrong about thinking Phil Rivers wasn't going to be a good quarterback for the Colts. I was wrong that, you know, we weren't going to get Car- Carson Wentz. Oh, there's no way we're going to get Carson Wentz. I was wrong. Um, I was wrong that we weren't going to get Xavier Rhodes. So sometimes I'm wrong and it works out for us. And, you know, I think I was wrong about this player, Isaac Rochelle. I, I didn't know who he was. I wasn't excited. Get that bum off my team. You know, he's going to come in. He's going to lead the league in sacks. He's going to have, uh, you know, 95 quarterback pressures. <laughs> he's going to win defensive MVP. He's going to eat and be says, no, he's not. He's Isaac Rochelle. I just, I want a pass rusher. Please tell me. Give me a pass rusher. Not named after a chocolate candy that's soft in the middle. <sighs> Go Colts. Go Colts. We'll talk to you next week, everybody, right here on Colts Fans in Bills Land.
It's me, Andrew Lenz from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... Beyonce!